Portland Pilots are the 2016 West Coast Conference champions. Portside Pod. Um, I got to be honest. Last time that we closed up our last podcast, I uh, I said Niners by sixty. Um, it obviously didn't go that way. Uh, but you know, there's always next season. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm a little bit at a loss for words about it. I'm still a little bit hung up and and mad about it but what do you got Henry I know you're probably just going to destroy me but no I think Jimmy G looked really good in the fourth quarter so that's always encouraging um (laughs) yeah no it's it's it was bittersweet as a Seahawks fan for sure but excited for the future for both of us yeah that's we're also joined here by coach Bryant Ferrati um did you watch the game coach I did and uh it was basically are you rooting for Richard Sherman or are you rooting for Frank (laughs) Clark Yeah, true. Two former Hawks. Yeah, that's that's where I was at. Yeah. What do you got on Sherman kind of getting uh, shown up at the, at the end there? He was, a, he was he was a big reason why they had so many open downfield passes. Um, is that a little bit like you're like, thank God he's not on the Seahawks anymore? Or <laughs> uh, no, I like the Legion of Boom. I was bummed that he got burned. But uh, Twitter likes zooming in on one play. Yeah, that's true. I I've definitely zoomed in on that as a but I, I I love Sherman now. I used to hate him, like did not like him when he was on the Seahawks. But he's, he's one of those guys where you hate him unless he's on your team. Yeah, you absolutely love him. Yeah, yeah, you really hate him when he's guarding Michael Crabtree in the corner yeah. of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, no, that was not my um, favorite moment ever. <laughs> yeah, but pretty historic. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, let's get off of this Super Bowl topic because I'm still a little bit hurt. Um, Ferrati, you, you've been here for a couple of years now. Um, you know, we, you've done a lot of work with us, and we, we've obviously got to see the side of that. But, but what has been your favorite part of being uh, a part of the Portland Pilots so far? Mm. Favorite? I'd say my favorite part, honestly, is just the day to day of just being able to interact with all the student athletes and the coaches and everybody that works within the athletic department. Um, like times people will try to bring it back like we'll talk at the end of the year on like what is the the one biggest moment of your whole year and I think that's just trying to make every day like the best day you can um I think that like that's honestly been my favorite part like being able to just be there day to day help people get better and um kind of work from there instead of just like waiting around and it's like I'll be happy once this big moment happens um I think it's just like finding the good thing or the great thing in every single day has been my uh been my favorite part yeah and actually backtrack i forgot to mention that you are the strength uh one of the strength and conditioning coaches here at, at up um so that that's on me uh, <laughs> i'm still a little rattled about the niners <laughs> yeah. we should have ended we should have ended with the super bowl recap. i know now yeah. i'm not even gonna be able to think this whole podcast yeah. um but what teams are you working with specifically right now i know it's kind of a everybody takes every team but yeah so it's uh the sports performance department is me um Richie and Griffin um, and then we have all of our own like team responsibilities but like a big part is we're just as much a team as like all the student athletes being on a team and helping each other out so we'll help each other with teams but specifically um, I have baseball men's soccer women's basketball and then men's cross-country those are the ones I'm primarily 
um, in charge of throughout the year. Um, but going back to that, it's like we're always helping each other. So we'll have like two or three coaches on the floor um, helping out with teams or individual adjustments. Um, but those four are my, my primary group that I get to work with every day. Yeah, and do you guys kind of um, have like a meeting uh, before the week of training and, and kind of talk about what, what direction you're going with the team just in case, like, like just so that you're not like uh, kind of introducing workouts that, you know, maybe Griffin's team is – um, he's the one who's in charge of, or are you guys just kind of like letting ideas flow? Um, no. So, th I mean, that's, that's one thing is like, we really try to try to preach to the athletes is there is a plan. Um, and we're, we're able to adjust off of that, but like big thing is just educating that plan. Um, so we'll plan that in advance, like knowing like, Hey, um, like for example, this week is a big academic week for student athletes. Um, so our volume is going to drop because one, we're going into like using baseball as an example. Mm -hmm. um, they're going into so high stress first, like high stress academically, and we're going into our first week of games. Um, so that was already planned, um, just from like a um, training planning standpoint. And then you just build that off of with communication with the guys. So, so maybe some guys that you got ahead in school, they're good and they're taking care of those things that are they're outside of the one hour that we do in the weight room. Um, so their sleep, their hydration, nutrition, all of that. Um, but we'll meet as a as a, like a staff and review our teams of like, hey, these are the big rocks. Um, maybe these are some ideas um, that we're trying to implement. Like, hey, maybe today we need to be, this team needs to be more present. That's the thing they need to work on with their training. Outside of just like today's like a speed day or strength day or um, we're doing some sprint work and we're just heading out to practice or something like that. Yeah, I think I gotta ask, how's Henry doing in the weight room uh, right now? Is he slacking, or we need to get him going? Oh, he's getting after it. Mm -hmm. He's all about that front squat, <laughs> front squat game. But no, Cheney's doing a good job. Probably helps that I'm sitting here. I'm yeah, sure he'd say something different yeah. if I was out there. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah, maybe. So what's the the week looking like uh, this week specifically with baseball um, opening up? You guys lifted two times this week, I would imagine. Yeah. So uh, with all the teams. Really, it's just dependent on the time of year, um, whether that's um, – and then the point of emphasis. So right now with, like, baseball, uh, we had the opportunity to ramp up just with a couple weeks prior to the season starting. Um, so we are going three days a week. Um, team training, and then if guy, some guys will come in, um, we'll help them with, like, routine development or if they're trying to get some extra work, um, they can take advantage of that time. But right now we'll drop to two just because that, that Friday will be uh, game day. Um, some guys like to train on game day. Um, they'll use that as like a primer for their warm-up. Um, so they'll come in in the morning, um, just around their class schedules and get that in. But uh, right now we'll we'll be more set up with like one day is more strength-based. Um, that's just like the emphasis of the session. And then the other day will be speed-based. That's how it's set up right now. Um, and just being aware like in this pre-season or non-conference block, um, we're actually playing quite a few games. Like almost every Saturday is going to be a doubleheader. Um, so just being aware of those factors as well is what's going to impact training. Like if we have to take a take a bus, if we have to go like fly somewhere, play four games in three days and then fly back, um, just being aware of those. But that's how baseball is um, set up going into the week. Um, and then we're just able to make adjustments off maybe one guy's playing all four games and one guy only played one. Um, then we can find those windows of how those guys can develop. Yeah, so you've actually had some, some – experience like in, in the higher levels of baseball um i mean you've come from minor league baseball you've you've done college baseball could you talk a little bit about your your path towards up um just kind of your career trajectory 
Yeah, so I went to undergrad at Washington State University um, and got involved in coaching during my undergrad of just working with all the teams there um, and just working under different strength coaches and learning from them and um, just learning about like different culture or like just how to better communicate um, with student athletes coming from like different areas or different experiences because a lot of a lot of kids they don't necessarily have a lot of experience in the weight room or training as a team um, so just really just learning from that and then after Washington State I had an opportunity to do an internship at the University of Kentucky um, I graduated from Washington State and moved out to Iowa and worked at the University of Iowa um, and then after that I went to grad school Texas Arlington for two years and after that, I uh, <laughs> went with the Minnesota Twins, and I was in uh, class low A, so I went to spring training and then um, worked with their the Cedar Rapids Colonels. And then after that, I had the opportunity to come actually back. So in between that was a, a stint where I was here at UP part-time, um, and I was going to be able to come back full-time and um, get on staff with Richie and Griff. But that's been kind of my process and my build-up to where, I'm, where I am now. Yeah, what would you say the the big difference? I know there's some differences in kind of training from the pro level to college level. What would you say the big differences in there? Is it like kind of the intensity or the maintaining a little bit on the the pro baseball side of it? Yeah, so I think the biggest difference really is not what you'd expect. Like a lot of the kids that were on on the team that I worked with were either we just drafted them out of high school, so they're 18. Um, or it was kids and it was their first full year uh, out of college. So a lot of it was still development. It's just finding time of how that fits in. So uh, we had one time where we finished our Sunday game at 5, and the bus left at 7 p.m., and we ate dinner, got on the bus, drove nine hours to Dayton, Ohio. Um, so that's probably not a good day to train. Um, <laughs> but um, really it's just setting up our, our weeks because we would play six, seven games in a week two off days per month. So it was just finding those opportunities um, within like a, a travel schedule. So if you know you're home for six days, you probably get two to three lifts in. If you know you're going to be on the road, you have to just be creative. And maybe we're doing like our kettlebell strength circuit that we've done mm -hmm. um, in the weight room. It's like, maybe we do that, but we're doing that at the hotel um, or a starting pitcher. It's like, Hey, we're just going to adjust. Um, we're still meeting qualities that you need. It's just how we're going to go about that. And uh, similar if like if you're pitching on the mound, right? Like if your off speed's not working, like you're going to have to figure out a way to still get outs. Um, we're going to figure out a way to still develop, even though we're playing a lot more games. Um, but from the age group wise, I would say stuff's pretty similar. Like we had a lot of Latin players who just, they don't have any experience. Um, pretty comparable to some freshmen who come in and they've never trained in a weight room before. <laughs> was uh, when you decided to go into uh, strength training, did you, was it something that you like you were a big lifter and you were like oh, i want to teach this to other people or was it kind of something else that got you going with that um i feel like a lot of coaches have the same story um uh, i mean i wish i had a performance coach when i was younger um that was just something that uh just a lot of the education and the player development was like in high school it was like no matter what sport you play they were like oh just go do the football program like you'll figure it out and like that will help you with X, Y, and Z, whatever sport you play. Um, so that was just something personally I like wanted more direction. So I connected with some coaches uh, and I knew I wanted to coach when I was younger. I just, I just want to have the opportunity to like impact and um, develop and like help people fall out, find small victories and the things they can improve at um, and help people achieve their goals. So I, I just kind of knew that growing up. Um, both my parents are high school teachers. Uh, my dad used to coach baseball. So 
I was around that. And then, yeah, I just kind of was like, okay, this is fully in control of like how good of a coach you can be is like, are you going to read books? Are you going to listen to podcasts? Are you going to talk to coaches? Are you going to reflect? Are you going to journal? And a lot of those, I was like, okay, all that's within my control. And like, that's the path I want to pursue. Um, yeah. Is that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I was just going to talk about going back to the Cedar Rapids thing where you're working just baseball and then you come back to UP and you kind of talked about working all those different sports. How does that balance go from just going full-time baseball to now working at cross country, women's basketball, baseball. I know you kind of talked about this before that you like the having working with multiple teams compared to just maybe at a bigger school like Iowa where you focus on just one sport. How do you like that about UP? Yeah. I mean, that's what, going back to what you guys said was like, what was one of my favorite moments of being at UP? I think just having the opportunity to meet all the student athletes, um, and just be a part of their day. Like, how can I help them be better today? Or how if there's a guy that's struggling with something, it's like, how can we help them? And sometimes if you're, if you're stuck with one team and you only know 12 people in the whole school, like other than, I mean, 12 student athletes, right. um, <laughs> then I guess you'll know, I mean, you know the coaches, but, uh, but you kind of putting yourself in just like a tough spot. Um, and I, I feel like that's one of my strengths is just like connecting with people and um, just really bringing um, everybody together. Um, uh, it's fun when like you meet student athletes and then you introduce them to somebody else on the team and they have like no idea who they are. Mm-hmm. I like doing that. That's been my big thing recently. <laughs> I'm like, do you know this kid? And they're like, no. And then you make, make, uh, them introduce each other. But that's really my favorite part. Um, then you can feel like you have more campus impact as well. Um, we're just teaching them skills and like one inside the weight room and two, maybe on the field and then three, like in life. Um, and I really, really enjoy that. Uh, there's, I mean, there's positives and negatives mm-hmm. um, to both of those, but I, I mean, I really enjoy that part. Um, in the minor leagues, like, yeah, you have 25 guys, and uh, depending on who, like, some transactions, like maybe the 23, the 24, and the 25th guy are kind of swapping out, um, <laughs> but you're around the guys a lot more. Um, but you can still get that when you're in college as well. Um, but by far, like, that's my favorite part. Like, with my time at UP, like, I've worked with every single team. That's that's been a pretty cool thing. I've, at one point, I've either been in charge of or um, assisted with for a like semester block um, every team at UP. So that's Jeez. so that's, that's pretty been, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's like it's fun. Like when you see kids, everyone's like, "Who's that?" And I'm like, "Oh, like I used to work with them like at this time." And um, just knowing all the kids' names, I've, like that's the first step. And then you build it out from there. Yeah, so. it seemed like you're a big man on campus. Even when we were walking over here, you had a couple people saying, hey, what's up, Roddy? Oh, yeah, you can always say hello. That's like our – I mean, we'll teach stuff in the weight room. It was like, okay, we want you to be able to know how to, like, squat and deadlift and X, Y, Z. But, yeah. I mean, I think that's a big thing, too, is, like, be excited to be here, and that, that will help uh, pick other people up. Like, be excited to see somebody, say what's up. But, yeah. It, yeah, I think that's kind of what we – a lot of our – the theme of our – talks with you we actually had a we did our first podcast with coach Ferrati and uh we did it in the in this like a visitor locker room and the <laughs> the audio was not great I'm gonna be honest um so we decided to do another one but we, we kind of talked about how the like the mental side of it is just as big or just the out of the weight room off the field side of um training is and you know just being a good person is is really what goes into all of this goes into like being a good athlete. So we'd, you would talk about, you've talked about it a lot um, throughout our careers and stuff is, is kind of just how important 
the mental side of training and sports and life is, um, I guess I don't really have like a full on question about it, but we kind of wanted you to, what is your kind of philosophy of um, training when it comes to the mental side of it? Yeah. Um, I think it first starts with just the, the blocks of like, what's wellness. Um, so outside of maybe the one hour that you're, you're lifting in the weight room or the, the two and a half hours that you're, you're out on the field is like, Hey, do you have a plan? Like what, like what time are you waking up this morning? Um, and at times in college, you can, you can get stuck in this, like checking the boxes. Um, it's like, Hey, I need you to get three park hours and then I need you to be at practice for three hours. And then you have to go to class. You have to do X, Y, and Z. And then a lot of times we get sped up and we just get caught in this checking the box. Like I got to get this done so I can do this so that I can go to bed and I can check more boxes tomorrow. So really it's breaking it down of like time management and having a plan. Um, and you can even plan out like this is the time chunk. I want to um, hang out with my friends or hang out with my teammates. Um, but just having a plan. Um, we talk about nutrition, um, stress management, um, hydration and then sleep are more of like our big rocks. Um, and those kind of support that mental development, like, or mindset development or whatever you want to call it, um, that supports all of that. So it's really hard when people are like, oh, I need to be mentally tougher. Like that's kind of like a trendy word, like culture. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, if you're not taking care of those, you're, you're not going to be the, the best, the best you can be stepping out into just your day, not even stepping out in the field. Um. But we try to do more talks. Like a big part of it is just education. So educate, like, hey, why are we doing this? Okay, after practice, like, what is your what is your process or what is your routine? Like with baseball, we've been talking about that a lot, a lot recently. So how can you audit your routine? Like, this is my routine. Am I actually doing it? And is it a good routine? Like, is it actually putting me in a position to, to uh, succeed? Um, and then from just from that, we've kind of expanded that out to guys were curious about like the visualization topic um, that we actually, we spoke on this on Monday. Mm -hmm. We had like a small group of baseball guys that um, we just talked for like 45 minutes to an hour um, and just built out some blocks of that is one component if we're taking care of everything else. Um, yeah, that's, and that's part that I'm really passionate about. Like, I, I mean, I love the physical development side of it, but I think there's just a lot more opportunities where we can help people develop like on the mental side just to be, um, be better in their life and then they're they're better throughout like whether that's practice class relationships connecting with people or training in the weight room yeah because i think the mental side is such a undervalued thing that i mean everyone talks about it a lot but no one actually really focuses on it um and with that talk we had it was really helpful um yeah like we at the beginning of the talk we used a lot of this stuff i i told the the guys we spoke to it was like I'm not providing any advice necessarily. It's just like, hey, this is what's worked for me. Um, and we want, I, kinda, I called it like a think tank instead of a talk just mm -hmm. because I didn't want to, it's not like I'm talking at people. I was like, I wanted their feedback. And um, one of the questions we, we said was like, and this is kind of pulling from Michael Gervais, a sports psychologist. Um, he works with the Seahawks. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Um, yeah, but well, Don't like him uh, anymore. <laughs> yeah, but he... <laughs> He works with like a lot of a lot of athletes, but he has this idea of like what are the three things that we can develop, and then he builds that out to it's like our body, our craft, and our mind. Where think about how much time we dedicate to our craft. Like the average person is working eight hours a day at their job, and then hopefully before or after their job they go and work out, and then that's <laughs> their day. Um, but where are we where are we setting time to work on our mind? Whether that's 
maybe that's it doesn't have to just be like mental training right it could be like journaling or what we talked about was understanding those three big rocks and then building that out to like mindfulness and being able to be present um and then a component of mindfulness is this practice of imagery which we actually talked about trying to get away from using the word visualization mm -hmm. which is not necessarily that it's bad i think it's just good to understand the difference um which we talked about imagery is using all of your senses so instead of visualizations just visualizing yourself doing a task um but that was like a big just like a verbiage like okay i'm being more intentional which goes back to the mindfulness instead of worrying about something that's happened to me in the past or i'm really worrying about something that's going to be in the future i'm going to be present i'm just going to be here and i'm going to focus on what i can work on whether that's imagery and i'm pulling all those tasks in and i'm getting those reps and creating like almost a movie like we talked about create like a movie like experience mm -hmm. and you're getting reps on the field versus just visualizing you hitting a home run it's like okay we've people have probably done that before and not that that's bad just we, we tried to go over some strategies where we can make that better and more uh, more of an experience. Yeah, and I think I actually wanted to talk a bit about the imagery piece of it with you just because that was something that was really hard for me early in my career. I would I'd sit there and I'd be like, all right, you guys got an imagery visualization session, and I'd be like, well, shoot, I just gave up a three-run home run. Like, I'm like <laughs> it's not even real, and I'm like picturing myself like giving up home runs and then um, last year, we kind of talked about it a lot, um, just about the whole imagery instead of the visualization, like kind of creating that whole atmosphere. And we were we were in Hawaii when we were talking about it the first time, and it was um, great we place, about, great uh, place to practice. Oh yeah, uh, some imagery. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but we were we were talking about um, how you you visualize a peach first off. Yeah, um, yeah. Right. So that yeah, just like that example. Uh, big i'm a big podcast guy um and i just i just have taken that away from a lot of like michael gervais stuff and uh, a couple other uh coaches but they they just talked about using that as a warm-up so it's like if you're warming up for a game or you warm up for a session in the weight room it's like how can you warm up your brain um for the task and then you're building after that warm-up you're building it back to like the process so instead of just like seeing if we're using baseball or like basketball as an example, it's like instead of seeing the outcome of you hitting a home run or striking a guy out or making a three-pointer, um, how can you build out like the process of knowing like, I know I'm going to be in this stadium and I know like my teammates are going to be talking in the background and I know the stadium I'm going to be playing at is grass. So it's like, okay, I'm going to step on dirt. I'm going to step on grass. And when I get out to the mound, it's going to be dirt. Okay. But building, building those out, but using the peach first to warm up your senses so we we talked about it and i won't go into as much detail but mm -hmm. literally it's just like imagine a pitch black room and there's a peach floating there okay and then it's like you see the sticker you see the fuzz it's like the best peach you've ever seen in your life like you went to the organic section in new seasons and you got the best one you've ever seen and then just working through that process of like what's it smell like okay you took a bite of it and it tastes like it's the best tasting peach you've ever had um and just working like all those senses to ramp up and if you just do that like seated eyes closed and you just kind of run through that in your head and then that last portion is like okay i'm going to set the peach down and i'm going to take one step forward and when i take a step forward i can feel the grass on my feet and i'm walking onto the field and then you go through that process of whatever routine that um 
you've created for your imagery or visualization session, um, but just being ramped up for that, and then it's it's much cleaner instead of just right. And then you can go yep. down that rabbit hole. Like that's tough when you're like, hey, I want you to visualize yourself doing really good, and then you close your eyes and you're like, oh, I just did X, Y, and Z, and that was bad. Like how do I not think about that? Mm -hmm. um, but using that peach as a warm up, just like if you're like, oh, I'm gonna warm up before I do my long toss or before I hit in the cage. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of where where what helped me. It was one piece of the. Obviously, it's not like an end all be all like, but it was something that helped me grow into a, like a more prepared pitcher, and it it really did help my career. Um, but because I was at the point, I got better at it. Like it's a, another skill that you're getting better at, and I would be at the point where I was visualizing, imaging, uh, imagining. I don't know, <laughs> imaging. Um, That's a word. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I would be in the dugout um i would be laying down and i'd visualize myself in the dugout with the peach in my hand and like the like the sounds around it and then i would once i was done with that i would go into i would visualize myself walking out to the mound like before a game and i'd go like nine pitches in the first inning um i'd throw all strikes and i'd strike out the side and obviously that's not like super realistic but it's sets myself up into the like state of mind where i have the it's possible like i could do that yeah and it, i think it just kind of just put me in the right mindset more than anything and i think that's something that that Im, uh, imagery will can do for pretty much anything in your life i feel like you could take that um say you got like a big business pitch like you could you could definitely prepare that way yeah for the same type of thing yeah and i think it it's just a good compliment to also like doing the work um so that's what, well that was one like quick part we talked about on Monday was just like we also need to like do the work to prepare so um it's that balance of like how are we helping our mental side complement the actual work that we're doing um versus maybe we go and get like a ton of reps in our in our head but we're not we're not doing the work that we need to do on the field um and it's just finding a way for those to both complement each other um while you're also getting then when you get up maybe in the front of your class and you have a presentation you're like oh I've, I've been here before I've given like I've done practice talks to my teammates or maybe I've just done it at my house because I'm practicing for my my class. Uh, but then you've also had all these opportunities where you've been up in front of 30 people already. Um, but I think it's just like one is complementing the other, just like your um, your training and that work that you're going to do on the field. But that's huge. That's a cool story. Yeah, no, I love hearing that every time, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, was just, that was yeah, that was it was good for me. Um, we actually had talked to. We talked to you in our first podcast that didn't get released, uh, and then we talked to Emma Abrahamson, and we told her that you you ran a marathon, um, <laughs> and we hadn't talked to you since on on the radio. Um, what was that like for you? Yeah, um, it was. I mean, it was an awesome experience. Um, originally, uh, we kind of talked about it before, but the the long story short was uh, my best friend that I I grew up with, and we went to college together. We always just like challenge each other. Like we'll talk to each other on the phone like once a week. It's always about doing something scary that's like out of your comfort zone. Um, and it's trying to take like your comfort zone and how can we like shift that and um, get not so much like just get into a zone where like you're gonna grow a lot and you can reflect. Um, and so we always would, like push each other like what's your big thing? And um, yeah, I picked the Portland Marathon. It was in October, um, but it was great. I, and the balance, like the other side of that was just like, for me, was finding a way to like do that for other people. Um, kind of like a reoccurring theme that we've been talking about is just like, how can we give back? 
Um, and I raise money for Holinsky's Hope, which is uh, a nonprofit um, for student athlete mental health. Um, and they're just trying to get more resources at, at the NCAA level. Um, but it was a great experience. Like it was a lot of fun. Uh, learned a lot about myself and it was really cool. I had a bunch of student athletes. Uh, probably the best part was I, I legitimately ran it thinking that I was going to walk to my car after it got over and drive and go get food. Uh, cause my, my parents said they couldn't come. Uh, and then Richie was like, Oh, I might go. And then everybody else was like, yeah, we'll see if we can make it. And then, uh, it was really, really cool experience, like a lot of support. It was probably like 12 or 15 baseball guys, 12 or 15 cross-country guys. Richie and my parents made it down, and it was sweet. Uh, cross-country caught me at a good time. I had like .8 left, <laughs> and uh, they actually ran the, the last .8 uh, with me through the waterfront park, um, which was pretty epic. But That's yeah, it was, so awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a good experience. Like the, the running volume is definitely cut down, but uh, – <laughs> It's all about like going back to the mental stuff. It's like going back just to, like reflect. Like, can you sit down and like go through those experiences and um, have something to take away? And then how can you like give that back to to people? Like, hey, this is what I've learned. This is how we can take steps moving forward to help people. But yeah, it was fun. Yeah, no, I did. <laughs> That's awesome. Just the support and then the. I'm sure there was just as much of the mental side of it that went into it as your physical training. Because I'd see you running down the Willamette just getting your work in, preparing for it. But Yeah, I mean... Once I, you get into it, it's, it's probably a little different. Yeah, it was a lot... Honestly, it was a lot more relaxing than... Or at least the training training aspect. But um, it's just that time where you can like kind of get away and you can zone out. Like with a lot of people, like everybody has their own thing. But that was the biggest thing I, f I found was just how much of like a reset it is. Um but yeah, it was fun. It was it's a triathlon next. Oh, what, what yeah, tomorrow actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you. See you there. We'll go to the waterfront campus and yeah, just run to Richfield. There you go. Yeah, for Friday. <laughs> Do you got any more? Uh, I know we've been kind of hounding you with some deep questions. You got any more of those before we get into some some of our uh, classic pre-draft? No, I think we ended on a light note for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? Go for it. All righty. Let's see here through the archives first one we're gonna ask you is just i know you, we asked you this before but i know you hate it but are you afraid of clowns they're just not my favorite <laughs> they're not my favorite they're like mascots they're just like weird like it's all good like yeah fair enough, fair yeah, enough. <laughs> last yeah. time you were pretty mad at us for asking that yeah, question but. it was like clowns and pirates last time <laughs> yeah we'll move on from that one but uh our next one would be uh what color is chocolate like, how would you describe the color of chocolate? Brown. What about dark chocolate? Dark brown. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Is chocolate a color? Oh, we, oh. Asked, we asked the questions. Oh, yeah, right. whoa, it's what are you doing easy. here? Because I yeah, it's messed are, up. Yeah. All right, uh, where does the sun rise and where does it set? Wait, what? It rises, in the east, yeah. it rises in the east and sets in the west. That's right, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. <laughs> Check my note. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, yep. Yep. Um, and if you were a fruit, what kind of fruit would you be? We asked this last time. And you gave? I don't remember what I said. What, what are you, you going to be now? <laughs> we'll go pineapple. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You're just thinking about Hawaii and stuff? Yeah. You yeah. got me on that. I thought you were going to say peach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here we go. I thought that was really dead set answer well um i don't know if you have any more of your 
interesting questions here, but Mm-mm. I think I'm going to go, you know, just the fact that you didn't freak out on us about the clowns this time, uh, I think I'm going to raise your, your draft grade from last time. We're going to go, nice. we're going to go like mid first round. Ooh, I, I like think that. last time we were probably like early second. Cause you really out of two rounds. Yeah. No, isn't, that's oh, NBA, not guys. NBA, dude. No, oh. NFL. Okay, okay. Yeah, we got seven rounds. Nice. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. That's some good stock. <laughs> and what? Yeah, true. I was going to say, I mean, Russell Wilson was the third rounder, but I, I, I think you'd be, I'd still say early second, you know. I don't think you've hit that first round range yet, but I think you're getting there. I think you're getting there. What, what workouts you got for him next time now that he's <laughs> dogging you? <laughs> yeah. I'm always a tougher grader. More of a milk hyper. All right. Well, that's it for today, everybody. We uh, hope you enjoyed listening to Coach Ferrati. Ferrati, we we love having you here. You kind of, um, you know, you really make impacts on on everyone's lives here, both on the on the field and the weight room, and and kind of just in life skills. And, and we appreciate it. So thanks. Yeah, thank you guys. I really appreciate the opportunity to get back on here. Can't wait for uh, episode three. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, episode three is coming <laughs> soon. Yeah, we got a trilogy here. (laughs) (laughs) The next great trilogy. (laughs) All right. Have a good one. Yeah, you're taking over. I realized I didn't even introduce either of us today. That's all right. They know. What's up? I'm a really sad Niners fan, and this is a really sad Seahawks fan. (laughs) 